Rob Smith is a pastor and theologian who lectures in systematic theology and ethics at Sydney Missionary and Bible College in Australia. Rob, uh, last time you said gender dysphoria is real. It's the experience of real felt distress, which some people have when their psychological or emotional gender identity or sense of gender doesn't match up with their biological or birth sex. Of course, many Christians are agnostics here. I mean, we need to be informed so we can be careful in what we embrace and in what we deny. So, are are there any common uh, are there any common precipitating causes behind gender dysphoria? Uh, that's uh, again a very important question, and, and in some ways, I guess the, an obvious question to ask. And uh, I have to have to make clear, I, I'm not a medical doctor uh, uh, nor a psychologist. Uh, I'm a pastor and a, a theologian, but I am talking with doctors and psychologists and sexologists and others about uh, these issues, trying to come to grips as they are with this question of causation. And, and here's the perhaps uh, disappointing answer to the question. Uh, nobody really seems to know. I mean, there are various theories out there, and in some cases, you, it may be easier to determine um, what the causes are for this particular person or that particular person, but uh, in general, it's something of a mystery. Now, having said that, uh, I guess the the general answers, or at least ways of trying to think through an answer, uh, are simple enough. Is is it nature? Is it nurture? Uh, or is it some combination of the two? Right? Is it uh, determined by our heredity and biology, or is it determined by um, our environment and, and uh, experience, or, or is there some interaction? And, and certainly there have been people who've tried to, uh, I guess, discover um, uh, some sort of uh, biological cause or, or nature component, and there are different theories that uh, you can perhaps, uh, anyone can read about if they go researching on this, prenatal hormone theories, uh, for example, um, or, uh, or brain difference theories. But the bottom line is uh, none of these theories are, well, certainly not clearly supported by uh, the evidence to date. So um, that, that's not to say that there there can't be some sort of uh, you know, biological contribution to these things, um, but it's certainly not clear and it's certainly not determinative. So that uh, suggests, I think, that the, the cause lies um, more obviously in the realm of, again, nurture or environment. Um, but of course, there's often an interaction between uh, these two things, between nature and nurture, as, uh, as most psychologists now recognize that you can't really separate out sort of heredity and environment. Uh, as uh, one person has uh, written, biology interacts with both cultural context and personal choice. And, and uh, so there's a, you know, it's the old chicken and egg, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, these things impact one another. Um, but I think, again, I think it, it's fairly clear that the major contributors have got to lie in the area of uh, environment. Well, what, what here, and again, this is where I think it becomes very case-specific. Um, you know, the, I guess for all children born into this world, there is a sort of process of uh, social labeling and, uh, and uh, differential treatment that, that goes on as uh, people react to you know, it's a boy, it's a girl, and and uh, and therefore uh, dress them a certain way, give them certain gifts, and and just interact uh, on the basis of, of that. Um, but of course, uh, children can pick up mixed signals and uh, develop confused perceptions of 
of gender roles and uh, can make assumptions. You know, if they like a certain thing, does that mean I'm not like the other girls or not like the other boys? And uh, then there can be uh, you know issues of gender envy or, or even uh, gender idolization. I think it, it would be a way of talking about it. And so there are those. All of those things can go on for a person. And then there's also some other other uh, what you call the medical psychological conditions, like uh, uh, for example, you know, Asperger's syndrome. There's a very high correlation between uh, girls with Asperger's syndrome and uh, and their experience of gender dysphoria, uh, which sort of makes sense you know, if, if if one of the uh, I guess uh, features of Asperger's syndrome is, is a difficulty connecting with your sort of social context and reading social cues and uh, and you know, interacting straightforwardly. Then it sort of makes sense. You might then also be confused about who you are uh, and where you fit into the matrix of things. So again, uh, I wish I had a simpler answers, but um, but I think that's sort of the best perhaps we can say at this point. No, not not simple at all. That point is alone. I think is really good for Christians to hear, though. It, it's complex, and so if I think it forces the question then of how deep is our biological gender coded into us individually? Uh, can we say our souls are engendered? Uh, does does the biological me reveal the true me? How how would you go about explaining that? Yeah, well, now we're now we're moving into the realm of uh, theology and, and philosophy, um, uh, and again, it probably won't surprise you that uh, it's a contested field here, and there are different uh, different thoughts and different answers that uh, people will give. My my view is that uh, as human beings, God has given us uh, a distinct body and soul, but that they exist in uh, what uh, some theologians like to call psychosomatic unity. And uh, so there's an integration there or an interaction there. Uh, again, uh, you know, some philosophers talk, talk about this as dualistic interactionism. And, um, so that it's therefore not possible to sort of have uh, um, a body of one kind and a soul of another. You know, the, the two are knit together. You know, Psalm 139, you knit me together uh, in my mother's womb, not just knit my body together. You, you, the two uh, are given by God. Um, now, again, one of the interesting questions within that is, uh, okay, well, is it, does our, as it were, our biology determine our personality or, or does it simply reveal the person that God has made? Um, well, I don't know that we really have to answer that question because the, the, the end point is the same, that, that there's a, there's a, a congruence. Um, you know, we, uh, we have sex bodies and we are gendered persons and our sex uh, both reveals and and in large measure determines uh, our gender. Um, so that's certainly my view. That, uh, again, you, if you trace back the sort of history of Christian discussion on this, you've, you've got people like Thomas Aquinas, uh, I think, and uh, who thinks that souls are sexless or genderless, and uh, it's only bodies that have gender, and, and others who therefore speculate that in the eschaton, um, you know, we'll all be uh, sort of asexual or, uh, or and that sort of thing. I, I, my reading of scripture is no, no. We're, the resurrection of the body is, whilst it will be a transformed version of this body, it, it will be a version of this body, and uh, and therefore we should expect that we will uh, be sexed and gendered in 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 the world to come. 
even though, as Jesus says, that uh, there will be no continuance of marriage and and other things. So, again, some of those things we'll have to wait to see, of course, when we uh, uh, to watch this space thing. But uh, the simple answer, I guess, to the question is, uh, yeah, no, I think our, our bodies and souls uh, are designed by God to to speak to one another. We have male or female sex and uh, and masculine or feminine gender as a consequence. Yeah, that's helpful, and it honors Scripture as well. Thank you, Rob. Rob will be with us all week. And uh, next up is the question, why is why is transgender such a big deal for us Christians? Why are we talking about it on this podcast? Why not let people do with their bodies whatever they want to do? They're not hurting anyone else. We hear that all the time. And it's the next question I have for tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast with guest Rob Smith from Sydney, Australia. For more details about the podcast, to subscribe to the audio feed or to send us a question of your own. Go to our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. I'll see you tomorrow.